when you open yourself up to everything that you truly desire, the desire that's within you will magnetize all that you require in the seen and the unseen world. Welcome to the Free to Be Show. My name is Cordelia Gaffar. I'm the CEO of Workout Around My Day and the Ultimate Joy Goddess. I guide highly intelligent women to be aligned in their four minds and become multi-orgasmic through 90-day embodiment experiences and intensive embodiment experiences as well as one-on-one -on -one intensive experiences. Allow yourself to be free. Hello, and welcome to the Free to Be Show. Today, I'm so happy to continue in this theme where we really get to be kind to ourselves. My guest and I today will be discussing how to reinvent yourself. And um, so my friend, she's originally from Libreville uh, and Gabon, and now she's currently in Pretoria, South Africa. Her name is Eva Arasini, and she's an entrepreneur at heart and a creative thinker. She's also the founder and director of Transcendental uh, PTY LTD, a South African-based company specializing <clears throat> in language services and coaching programs. She's also the initiator and co-founder and executive director of She Phoenix, Fem Phoenix, a South African-based NPO, which aims at empowering and inspiring the girl child, young women, teenage girls, women of all walks of life. And that's actually how I met her. Um, I was involved as a mentor in, in um, her NPO. And um, well, I am just so excited to see how she has used her creativity in many ways. She has such a love of languages and hearts connecting that now she's created the Language Maven Show. And um, you'll see that we've recently done one of those. Oh, no, we haven't done one of those yet. But she's also come up with another show called the World Wordplay Show. So we did we had fun with that. Anyway, with no further ado, <laughs> I will bring to the show Ava Arasini. Hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the lovely introduction, Cordelia. <laughs> You're so welcome. And thank you so much for having me as a guest. You know, I, I was telling you earlier that I can't believe the number of times we are now talking and doing things together. It started when we met in Washington, D.C. in flesh. And yes. now look at us. It's like, it's like, it was, it was like, a, I don't know, something... That was just just that little thing that was missing. And now it's like, okay, now everything is possible. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it, that was the catalyst. I, I totally exactly. feel that. that it's was like the catalyst. Every, yeah. every other week we must be together, you know. 
It's like it's been too long. <laughs> yeah, like uh, the last time you were a guest on my show and we had fun with words. And now I'm a guest on your show. And I know that it's going to be another soulful conversation. I always enjoy talking with you because it gets so profound. And I, f I always feel enriched, you know, in so yeah. many ways, like filled up with so much wisdom <laughs> and serenity. So it's a pleasure for me to be here. Yeah, actually, you know, the, the feeling is absolutely mutual. And mm -hmm. um, so I'm I'm so curious, Ava, mm -hmm. what, um, what freed you to reinvent yourself? All right. Thank you for the question. You know, you remember when we, we were having dinner, you know, and I was enjoying my crab sandwich and <laughs> you were enjoying your salmon. Um, it was a what? A salmon with salad or rice or something like that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Something yours, like that, yes. Yours are called crab cakes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And uh, as we were talking, I told you that my keyword for next year so at the time we were still in 2023 so for 2024 is reinvent and it came to me naturally like I was just thinking because you know usually in December I take time to just reflect on the year on the achievements on the failures and I do that because it all comes to your perception of a failure on, uh, you know, the things I didn't do that I wanted to do. So basically, it's like you reflect on the year and you, that will be a foundation for you to start the following year. And then I thought, what will characterize or define the new year for me? And then I thought, Actually, I didn't think it came to me. I heard it in my heart and it said, reinvent, reinvent yourself. And it was so clear, you know, that I just said, okay, you know, <laughs> I was obedient and I said, okay. So I think that what led me to be free to reinvent myself this year is all the work that I have done on myself all these years. You know, because for me to be talking to you today and to be sitting as, you know, the extraordinary lady you just introduced earlier, you know, sometimes I have to pinch myself when people introduce me and I hear all the things I've done and I'm like, did I really do those things, you know? And uh, it took a lot of heartache a lot of hurt, a lot of healing, a lot of um, self-reconstruction, mm -hmm. self-transformation, a lot of acceptance, a lot of rejection, so many things to get where I am now. And uh, because of what I've learned about myself, because of the woman I have become physically, emotionally, spiritually, you know, I feel free to reinvent myself. And I didn't even ask anyone permission to do so. 
Right. Yeah. And you know, I didn't even ask God for the permission to, because it came to me. And I know that everything that comes from the heart, you know, you especially when you manage to, you know, like clean, like uh, really get rid of all the baggage, the emotional baggage. And when you've you've managed to to transform your past in such a way that it becomes a catalyst for you know, a better you, you know, for a better present and future. So it just came naturally. And I am so, you know, happy and excited about reinventing myself. That's how it came to me. And that's how I felt free to start reinventing myself in 2024. You know, I... I love that and I'm I'm totally hearing so one of the things I I've, I've noticed in my journey right is that that well deep within us is mm -hmm. our infinity and our infinity is where we meet God you know mm -hmm. the ultimate divinity and so whenever mm -hmm. like when I listen to your story I'm hearing that you you know, this word came from your heart. Well, there it is. It came from yeah. God, right? So yeah, then exactly. what what do you have to ask permission for, right? And right. And because you were created by God, it's your birthright. It is. Thank you for that. Amen to that. And yes, <laughs> I'm so glad you say that because you know, I last year it came to me that the most important thing we need to remember is that we've been created in the image of God. That hence, it means that he's in me. So it means that I have the right to so much more than I think, you know, and that I can even imagine. And if you understand that, you understand that it is your birthright. Whatever you decide, whatever you dream of, whatever... Well, good things, please, because I mean, you know, <laughs> because, you know, as human beings, we might not have the same dreams, definitely not, not have the same aspirations and stuff. But I'm talking about, you know, doing the right thing, like, you know, really being a good person. And uh, yes, so then it, it is our birthright. But at the same time, because we are so complex, because we are so powerful, it means that Whatever we think about becomes our reality. Whatever we, we feel becomes our reality. Whatever we, we, we put our energy into becomes our you know, reality. So we are so complex that sometimes we don't realize that we are creating something we don't want. And that's, you know, I'm trying to teach that to my kids, you know, um, to be careful because too often we spend more time thinking about all the things we don't want, all the things we can't do, all the things we are scared of. But think of all the energy that's going the wrong way, you know, and that you should direct into all the things you want, all the things you, you, you dream of, all the things you can do, all the things you want to learn, you see? So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. our birthright. Yeah. And it's about embodiment. And, you know, you may not have thought of it this way, but I noticed <clears throat> maybe a little bit over a year ago on your social media, you were posting every day yourself in the gym, 
right? And mm -hmm, those right. days you were in the gym, you were um, also giving yourself some inspiration, right? Some gratitude. And so that was reconfiguring yourself wow. at a cellular level. You know what I mean? You were pouring mm -hmm. into yourself like that every single day. And mm -hmm. you were being a stand for doing that, right? So you were basically right. the embodiment of, I'm a CEO, I'm a mom, and I nurture myself first. And so this is the result of that. So did you, wow. was that your plan when you started posting yourself at the gym? <laughs> <laughs> to be honest with you, come on, no. <laughs> so, you know, like now I see something I didn't see. <laughs> Just listen to you. I realized something new. But you know, the reason why, the first reason why I, I started posting and I'm still posting, you know, pictures of me or videos of me working out. It's because... I want to inspire people to do the same thing. Why? Because I feel what good uh, working out does to me, you know, and it's so satisfying because, you know, you might be as positive as you want, but, you know, life has a tendency to happen sometime, you know, and to take you on the, bl the blind spot, you know, and then, you know, a day can literally be a day in hell, you know, for everyone. So working out for me is, uh, is a way to release the stress, you know, to, to, to actually get rid of all the toxins of all the, the stress and by while doing so to work on myself, you know, yeah. because I want to stay, fit because i want to stay beautiful you know and once again it depends on your definition also of beauty but i like the way i love the way i look you know and i learned that you know i am responsible for me so i have to work on this body i have to work on uh, my mind my soul everything you see so it was to in a way to inspire because you know me like that's when you look at my work, I always try to empower and mm. to inspire and motivate. So I just thought, you know, you have so much uh, on the Internet yeah. and there's good and bad. And I want to be, you know, one one of the few who give you something good, you know, yeah. like who inspire you to to do something good, something that will help you transform your life in a very positive way. And that's why I started posting <laughs> my so, videos. You know, sometimes I look at myself sweating and I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You know, you sound it's like, yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's like, you sound genuinely surprised about my impression of your post. You were like, I'm not again sure you're talking about me, but what was going on for me was. <laughs> it's amazing, you know. I'm glad you tell me that because then it makes me realize that you know there are so many ways of looking at a post, for mm -hmm. example. <laughs> and 
I'm glad that, you know, at least it's positive <laughs> <You know? Yeah. laughs> because, you know, it could also be interpreted a different way. Maybe, uh, I don't know, but, but that's, yeah, uh, I love yeah. it. Yeah. Ultimately, it says more about the person who's interpreting it than the person who yeah. posted it. Right. Yeah. yeah because, right. you know, there there are people that don't feel good about themselves and they would watch mm -hmm. that and they'd be like, look at her showing off. Right. I know. Exactly. See? And I, I thought of it. I thought of it. And and who cares? That's that's yes, their exactly. issue. Don't make it exactly. yours. Yes. You're being and that's why I, I'm free. Yes, You're free. Like, I'm free to be me. Exactly. <laughs> I'm free to be me. And I'm free to, you know, go for what I want. And what I want is to inspire, empower. Uh, you know, I want to leave a legacy. I have an idea of, you know, how I want people to remember me. And I just think that, you know, the, the best legacy is how is what you've left, how how people felt about you, you know. And that's why I write, I like writing so much, mm -hmm. you know, because I think that writing is like a way to eternity. Like mm -hmm. you can really, you know, stay there forever. And people will remember you for the way you made them feel, you know. Mm -hmm. And that's what I do. That's that's what is at the, you know, at the core of everything I do, really. Wow. Yeah. Quoting Maya Angelou there. People <laughs> will not always remember what you say, but they'll remember the way you made them feel. So and that's so true. I love that saying. It's yeah. so true. And you see, I think that 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 is the most important thing. You see, I love the way, for example, you make me feel. I love the way my husband make me feel. I love the way. And you yeah, know, we're going to talk about someone, that. <laughs> we're talk about someone, that in a minute. <laughs> when someone makes you feel bad, mm -hmm. you know, it's the opposite. Then you, 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 you kind of hate that person. And I don't like hating someone because it, it, it kills me inside. Yeah. So I always try to heal myself and really, you know, like, get rid of that hatred and usually it requires me to forgive the person because it starts with forgiveness and then you can truly heal you know and continue your way your I journey mean, or your travel and for your consideration I don't know that I would call it forgiveness but like with mm -hmm. my ex right when I was really really angry with him I was like you know what what's happening really over there is that he's su suffering and struggling with something in his heart. So me, mm -hmm. I'm just going to send him some unconditional love, you know? Mm -hmm. And so that, uh, that helped me to not hate him to begin with. And it also helped me to forgive me for even um, judging myself for choosing to be with someone like that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I see. I hear you. Yeah, so it's kind of it's forget forgiveness is in there, but it's towards me, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow, yeah. I like it. You know, every time I I speak with you, you made me see things a certain way, and you know, it's all about perceptions. So when you get a different perception of something, then it's like a aha moment, you know, and you're like, wow, <laughs> okay, yeah, that's a way of looking at it, indeed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's um. It's like a self-preservation, right? Because we already know that hate is a poison. And so why That's inflict true. that on yourself, you know? Mm, um, that's so true. Yeah. It's true that you, 
one needs to learn to, like you said, like you, you have to preserve yourself. You have to protect yourself. And you realize that it's not easy. It's really not because we are human and we have emotions and you, you need to learn how to handle those emotions. And we are so different, you know? And I think that most of the time, what makes things worse is the fear. The fear we will have for one reason or for another. And uh, that makes it worse. But also not loving ourselves enough, you know, to take the right decision or to do the right thing, you know. So it's quite complex. But at the same time, when you get to understand how it works, it's like an eye-opener. You're like, wow, if I had known that earlier, I think I would have probably uh, avoided a lot of things in my life. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so to come back to what you said about reinventing myself, I felt free. I felt free to, to do so. And... You know, I saw it in a certain way. I saw it this way. Like I looked at three planes, you know, and I'm choosing those three planes. Like you look at the spiritual plane mm -hmm. because a lot of people don't see, the, don't see that the same way. They will think of religion. They will, but I think spirituality is so much more. It's bigger than what we think. And I will also think of uh, like my intellect. You see, and then I will think of the physical. So you see, it's like you've got the invisible, which is like my spirituality, which is like my intellect. And you've got the visible, which is like the physical. And when I say physical, I'm talking about everything else. So it means that now it will be like my personal life. You know, it will be like my financials. It will be like uh, uh, my professional life. It will be um, my like you know, those things. Um, also what I want to do, all of this. So it started with those three planes, you know. And then I thought, what do I do? And then now I ask for guidance because every day I start my day with a meditation and a prayer. And in my meditation, I ask for guidance. Hmm. And I listen. I pay attention. And now... Believe it or not, I'm still listening. So, you know, for me, this year, I've decided not to rush into resolutions and stuff. I already have, a, you know, like a, a roadmap. And now I'm developing that roadmap, you know, one step at a time. So I've got those free planes. And then I've got those, you know, different aspects, different uh, aspects of my life. And... I'm still working on what I'm trying to do, how, but ultimately that reinventing will help me become a better version of who I am. And by reinventing, I do not mean start from scratch mm -hmm. because some people will think, okay, but if she's reinventing herself, it means she's starting all over again. No, mm -hmm. I'm playing with words. I've decided that re I've decided of a meaning for me of the word reinvent. So in my my perception, reinvent means that I start where I am 
You see, I see where I am now. I see what I have achieved so far. And then I look at where I want to be. And I see that I'm not there yet. So I need to readjust somewhere. I need to, to do something to get where I want, you see. And then it means that I have to reinvent based on the reality, based on what we are going through, the economy, uh, you know, everything that's happening at the moment, uh, the, the fact that we have now AIs, we are talking about robots, we are, you know, so I'm looking at all those things and I, I ask myself, how do I become a better version of who I am so that I can be even more productive, that I can be even healthier, that I can be, um, you know, a better mom for my children so I can, you know, guide them. Because imagine if it is difficult for us, but imagine how difficult it will be for our children, you know. So they need guidance. But for that, I need to also, you know, adapt. So it means that I have to reinvent myself, even like in terms of my own knowledge, like my spiritual knowledge of do, do, I, do, I, do I know enough do I need to learn more? And, you know, already now at the moment, I'm reading three books at the same time, <laughs> including <laughs> yours. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I learned that, but I knew that already. But, you know, it's just good to read it as well. Mm -hmm. I learned that, you know, we are constant learners. If we mm -hmm. want to improve our lives, yeah. we need to constantly learn, you know, and we need to constantly look for something because the person who looks for something will find the answer. You know mm. what I mean? So yep. it makes sense to me to reinvent myself this year. And I'm ready for the challenge because it's go it, it is already very challenging because, you know, sometimes I look at my diary, I look at the things I have to do, and well, I'm like, why did I do that to myself? But you know what? I enjoy it because I want to do it. You know, there's a fire yeah. in me that is pushing me and uh, every challenge is actually a motivation for me, you see. Yeah, I was about to say, well, it is and it isn't, right? It depends on your perception. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, <clears throat> you know, I, I love everything you said. And as you were speaking, for me, I could actually see like a beautiful mural being created from like this one point all the way down to the end of the year where you're like, created this beautiful valley and all the beautiful colors of the flowers and the bungalows Thank you, that's and so nice <laughs> lovely picture i know <laughs> i don't know if it will be that romantic and that beautiful it might be messy as well but yes that's that's the plan <laughs> that's the plan um, you know i didn't mention it's going downhill so there were some mudslides <laughs> Yeah, thank you. you know, as, as they do happen, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, here and there. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. But you see, already with the show, the Language Maven, mm -hmm. uh, having started with that new show, the World Play Show, you mm -hmm. know, it was a challenge because I had a, I had an idea. I was scared, and I explained it to you that you know I was not sure that you know it would be welcome, that it would be successful, and then something told me, but what do I have to lose? And, you know, it's not about people. It's about me. It's about my idea. It's about my creativity. And it's about how I share it with the world, you know. And 
about my self-confidence mm -hmm. and my passion, my enthusiasm, you know? And then I thought, you know what? Let's just go with it. And then you came and you said yes, and you were my first guest. And now, believe it or not, I'm fully booked for February, end of February. Like I've got already guests for every week. <laughs> so you see, and it's going, like people are really appreciating the show and um, they love the concept. So, but, but you see, again, it's taking some of my time now because mm -hmm. now it's part of my daily life. Mm -hmm. And you see, it's like I added this, you know, into <laughs> all the things I already have to do. But at the same time, I thought, you know what? You do not get where I want to get easily. Mm -hmm. You have to, you know, give it 200%. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm doing. But, but without sacrificing what really is important and family for me is extremely important so I always have time to teach my kids French <laughs> and to have our talks you know and to spend time with my hubby and also time for myself because as you can see I continue with my workouts I continue with my reading I continue with my meditation and my prayers and I sleep more than I used to because I understood that sleeping is very important so I don't sleep 10 hours, but I would sleep at least six hours. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I sleep like six, seven hours at night and I take two hour nap during the day. So <laughs> wow, lucky you, you know, I'm still trying to do that. I can't take naps during the day. It's like my brain is, you know, like you didn't have no, enough kids, no nap, no nap, no nap, no, no. nap. <laughs> so here's the thing. You didn't have enough kids. I was nursing for like 14 yeah. years. You know what I mean? I <laughs> You're such a queen, powerhouse. Wow. Wow. I mean, you know, I have three kids and I'm like, you had so many. How did you survive? Wow. No, you deserve, you deserve a trophy. Really? <laughs> like, really? No, seriously, Cordelia, what you are doing is extraordinary. Wow. Thank you. <laughs> wow. Thank you. Yeah, I just was bringing that in to like kind of make a joke about it, but it's true too, right? I, I This right. is what I'm teaching my children to be true funny, right? Because so often mm -hmm. we um, normalize the toxicity of sarcasm, but I I encourage them to, to say things that are true funny, right? It's like, ah, oh, you didn't have mm -hmm. enough kids, right? <laughs> <laughs> you'll be in the habit of nursing and nursing means in the middle of the day you take a two-hour nap you know it's like exactly yeah, that's right that's true but you see now i can't nap like <laughs> and you know and even when i i had kids they would like sleep for like 15 minutes then wake up so when do you nap only when they are sleeping so it was a bit tough you know, like every time for two years, I was like, okay, bye-bye sleep, <laughs> you know, because I didn't know what sleep meant. But uh, yeah, I hear you completely. I hear you. And uh, you, you're you not the first one telling me that, that I need to take naps during the day because my day starts very early, sometimes mm -hmm. at 4.45 in the morning. And then I would go to bed maybe at nine. So they are very long days. So it's true that... That's a good habit that I should take, even if it's a 15-minute power nap. But yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. You may have to train yourself with the power naps first. Mm. You know? Yeah. 
Um, but that you'll come to that part of the book. It helps you to create a sleep routine. Yeah, that's so, true. Yeah. yeah, that's true. So exactly. you'll figure it out. <laughs> I will. No, definitely. I know I will because already now I, you know, I learned to take breaks because before I could work like for three, four, five, six hours in a row, you know, and not take, not even stand up. Imagine. But no. now I'm glad because I have a watch that reminds me time to stand. <laughs> <laughs> so, so then I stand and uh, then also I consciously, you know, uh, make the effort to take a break and just breathe in and out, you know, and uh, it makes a big difference. It does. See, And so now you're giving a little bit of the how to reinvent yourself because exactly. all the A type personality women who are like you listening to you right now, they're like, oh, so I can be still an A type personality and program it to take care of me, you know? <laughs> exactly. It's actually very important. I learned that um, a few years ago, and I'm so glad that I learned that because it makes a big difference. Like, I take time to go to the spa. Mm -hmm. I take time for massages. I take time for manicure, pedicure. I take time for my hair. Mm -hmm. I take time um, to, to read because I love books. Mm -hmm. I just love books and I take time to meditate and pray. It's very important because if you don't nurture yourself, you will die. You will die a slowly and painfully, painful death. Painful death very you know? painful And death. I'm, yeah. I'm saying it's, you know, as I'm joking, but I'm not joking. It's true because even if you don't die a physical death, but, you know, you want, you, you will be just a, a dead woman walking. That's mm -hmm. all. Yeah. Know, so, yeah. And it can show, you know, if, even in the way you look, like you will start uh, uh, just disintegrating. <laughs> yes, literally. Like it will show on your skin. It will show even on the way you walk. You know, mm -hmm. I learned many years ago from my husband, actually. He told me, why are you always walking, looking at the, you know, at the ground? And then I said, really? He said, yes. It's like, you know, it's like you, you, you're carrying a big weight on your shoulder. And then yeah. I thought, okay. And then he said, no, you need to straighten up, you know. Yeah. And it was difficult for me. It took me some time. And then, you know, as I walked, I, I, I worked on myself, as I transformed myself, I always call me myself the she phoenix because really I rose from my ashes. And uh, as I, I transformed myself, I might like, li like literally you could see me change, like my posture changed the mm -hmm. way I stand, the way I walk, the way I sit, you know, and now suddenly I look, you know, I don't look at the ground anymore. Yeah. But you see, it took me to, to work on myself, to, to really deal with all the skeletons from the past, all the demons from the past, you know, and, and to to know whoever is truly, you know, to to become what I am now, physically, emotionally, spiritually. Yeah, I see over and over again this theme of uh, the reoccurring theme of reinvention. You know, like even before you met Romeo, and then you know from the time that he made you aware of your posture, and you know, and and even to now. And so um, 
Yeah, even your book, the new moi, right? That yeah, it, new that, man your life. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like that. That's your whole theme. That's that's the true. That, <clears throat> yeah, that you're you got me there. Like, yeah. yeah, I can't hide. I can't hide from you. It's true. <laughs> Actually, when I published New Moi, New Life, that you know that transformation, that reinventing of myself, started there. That's why I said new moi. I played with words, you know, like new moi is me. So new moi, new life. It started there and, and I kept on reinventing myself, reinventing myself, and I'm still reinventing myself. And, you know, as we're talking now, I realized that it's been a theme, a recurring theme in my life, you know. Yeah. And um, it's, it's amazing because I haven't stopped. I keep on reinventing myself. And you see today, I'm next week, I'm turning 43 on the oh, 22nd. Yes, my birthday is coming. <laughs> I love birthdays. <laughs> I love celebrating my birthday. And uh, I, the funny thing is I don't see myself as a 43-year-old woman. I see myself as a young soul with so much energy and so many dreams, you know, excited about the future. And even actually excited about the present and even more of the future. And, you know, just living life with gusto and, you know, wanting to do more and, and learn more. I'm really hungry. I'm hungry <laughs> for more, you see. And yes, I'm a bit scared because I know that it will ask a lot from me. It will take a lot from me. I will have to probably transcend myself physically, emotionally. But you know what I learned? I learned that it is in adversity that mm -hmm. we grow the most. It it's, it's, it's weird to say that, but it is true. And if you think about your life, I'm sure that you, you also realize that it's when you went through those extremely challenging, difficult, hurtful moments that you grew the most because you discovered who you truly were, you discovered your power, you know, you discovered that, wow, I can actually overcome this. I can yeah. actually do more, you see? Yeah, I, that's, you know, I think when we met, I was calling myself <clears throat> the emotions opener, right? And even yes, in the book, right. the detached love. And what I used to say was I, I help women to use their emotions as a power source because that's what I realized. First of all, chemically, they only last like 60 to 90 seconds in the body. And then if that's so, the purpose of that chemical is to bring your awareness to something, right? And to be a stand for it or not, you know, to embrace mm -hmm. it with love or, or, um, or choose fear. And it's the realizing that it's a choice to fear, just like it's a choice to love. Why not love? Mm -hmm. Because that's always easier because you have observable evidence of when you love something, it's just like, oh, it's like drinking water, you know? And so um, <laughs> it becomes more of an alchemizing of situations rather than a going through of rough experiences. And so that's what I've, you know, really come to especially post-divorce it's just like oh i don't have to struggle i don't have to suffer i don't i can just surrender and be like okay i'm grateful for this <laughs> it's just teaching me today you know 
And yes. you know, there's always just a little piece of your day that's going to be just a little jarring and you can choose for that to just throw your whole life off or you can be like, thank you, because exactly. now the rest of my day is going to be that much more joyful. So, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, before we end here today, yes, we're going to have to talk about Romeo. Who married? Okay. <laughs> like, what about Romeo? He's a very secret guy, you know. So I know. Very, he, he likes keeping his things private. So it depends on what you want to know about my Romeo. Mm -hmm. Well, I what I observe is that as we talk about, you're the language maven, and you play with words. Mm -hmm. When you were seeking a spouse, I'm sure you were creating him as a Romeo. Did you ever expect that his name actually would be Romeo? Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> you know, funny story. I didn't even know his name was Romeo <laughs> when we were dated. You know, like uh, he, he has two names. Okay. Uh, when when we met. I call him Sinclair, you mm. see, and that's how I call him, and it's very special. So there was a there's a joke in my family, like uh, people will say, only if I can call him Sinclair, everyone <laughs> else will call him Romeo. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I I think it's only later on in while we were dating that I discovered that he has a second name, Romeo, and then I thought, so your name is also Romeo, and he said yes, like my friends like. They call me Romeo. Actually, not a lot of people call me Sinclair, only at home, you know. And then I was like, oh, okay. So, yeah, it started there. But, you know, to, to be honest with you, when, when we met, I was broken. I was broken. I, I had a dream, but I was going through a lot. And... Um, I was walking by faith and I didn't expect to find someone like him because I had been hurt by guys. And then I just thought, oh, you know what, at the moment, I'm not even thinking about this. I just want to focus on my studies because we met while we were students and it just came in my life as a friend. It started with a friendship, like a guy. And he was so, you know, such a good listener. <laughs> You know, and uh, he will cook for me and uh, he would protect me. And, you know, all of that while we were friends. And I just enjoyed this company, you know, and I thought, wow, I didn't know that I could find someone like this, you know. And, uh, you know, I was a teen mom, so he, he, he didn't run away from me when he, he discovered that I had a child, you know, and... It was something strangely good, you know, and when it became something serious, I was actually very surprised. And I thought, wow, God, you must really love me, you know, to have created someone like that for me, hmm. you know, and uh, I still feel like that way because now last year december we celebrated our 14 year of marriage Aww. but we've been together so we also celebrated about 22 years of togetherness you know so which is quite a lot 
Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. So, see, Thank that was you. a safe question about Romeo, wasn't it? And it was related <laughs> to the topic. <laughs> yeah. Yes. No. I know. I, I, I didn't dream worried. about it. <laughs> yeah, no, I was a bit worried. You got me worried there because I know he's a private guy. So he always told me, be careful what you say about me in your shows and what, you know. So that's why. But yeah, no, otherwise... You know, I didn't dream about him because I was scared to dream of a perfect guy. You know, it's like I, it's like, you know, you, you watch those movies when you are a teenager, you know, you, and you see love as something so beautiful and you think that every relationship will be like that. And then when you have your first relationship and it doesn't work out like that, then, you know, you feel like, what? So what I saw on TV is not true, you know? So I, I, I was scared to dream of someone like that. But uh, but at the same time, you know, it takes two to build a strong relationship. And the good thing about us is that we both worked on ourselves. And while working on ourselves, you know, it, it became like, you know, something that strengthened our relationship, our marriage. Because we, we were working on ourselves, but going in the same direction. So the happiness of our couple, you know, having a happy life. And we also understood that although we are one through marriage, but we are two. Mm -hmm. And we must accept each other. But at the same time, we have to compromise. And we learned, you know, the, the power of compromising, of communicating, and of loving, you know simply you know and uh i think that's that's all of that uh all of these are ingredients for a successful relationship yeah 100 so you got to reinvent your um conditioning and understanding around relationships as, as well yeah yes so. yes but it you know it only paid off when I started transforming myself because the thing is for a long time I thought that my joy my happiness would come from him for example right you know the, that was a big mistake because you know when you do that you put a lot of pressure on someone else a lot of expectations and it's too much and then you can't be happy because then you know you will be overthinking everything he will do, everything he will say, you know. And I learned a very, very important lesson. It's that true joy must come from yourself first because when you're happy with yourself, you'll be happy with, you know, everything, your partner, yeah. everything your children and everything because you are truly happy with yourself. And it's something difficult to explain. It's something you need to work on. And it, you know, it comes also with the realization that God made us perfect. He gave us everything. We have everything inside of us. We just need to look for it. It's like we are a, a diamond that needs to be, you know, sharpened, that needs to be, you know, worked on, that, that needs nurturing, you know, or even like a garden that needs nurturing. You have to remove the weeds. You have to water it. You have... It's a constant work. But yeah. when you do that, you know, so, you feel so light. You feel so light because you don't expect anything. 
you know, from other people, really. Of course, you expect your partner, you know, to do some things. But I mean, you see what I mean? You you don't expect him to make you happy because you are happy. But then what he will give you will come as a complement of what you already have. And then you will feel like your cup overflows. And now then, you're quoting Eartha Kitt. Yes. <laughs> I, you fall in love with yourself and then you invite someone to be in love with you with you. So exactly. um, thank you. You you see, you're quoting these great other mavens. Um, and it's been such a, <laughs> a joy and a pleasure to have you, the language you. maven. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for inviting me. And um, just, you know, keep on doing what you are doing. Because uh, I think... I have not, I think I know that you are changing lives and you are inspiring a lot of people. And I feel blessed, you know, to be in your circle. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I can't wait to see, you know, what else will unfold, you know, this year. Yes. But uh, yeah, so thank you so much for this. It was really uh, a wonderful moment, you know, and uh, I'm I'm feeling really blessed. Thank you. You're so very welcome. And again, the feeling's absolutely mutual. So <laughs> thank you, our viewers and listeners. And if this has also lightened your heart and your soul, share this with someone. And until next week, be free. Thank you for listening to the Free to Be Show. And now allow yourself to go into the ocean's of your mind and go within and offer yourself the opportunity to be a sacred experience. A sacred experience is just simply allowing yourself to start fantasizing. What would it feel like to truly be free to be in the way that you were created, in the way that you show up in everything you do and every way you be. Fantasize how you can truly be free. And connect with me at cordeliagafar.com.